You are listening to Balanced Living Weekly, episode number 73, with Kluth Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Balanced Living Weekly. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I am Father Roderick. We're here each and every week to talk about our pursuit of living a more balanced and healthy lifestyle, balancing work, um, family life, uh, career, I don't know, physical activity, reading, taking time off, all of those different things, always trying to find a way to balance all the things that we want to incorporate into our regular routine. And uh, sometimes we get things going really great in one area, find ourselves losing focus in others. And, and my friends, that's what we're here to do every week is to talk about pursuit of balanced, healthy living. And that's what we're here to do. And of course, we want to encourage you to join us in this journey. And that's the other part of this show is uh, hearing from you what your goals are and how you're doing in your living of a balanced life, balanced life on a weekly basis. And so, uh, Father Roderick, I think probably we should come up with some kind of like tagline so that it can just say, just read from a script. <laughs> You're listening to Balanced Living Weekly. It's stuff you need to know about health and balance. <laughs> something like that. Yes, yeah, just something <laughs> like that. So, I have a script that I use for, for a podcast like that, the, the break. I always read that from a piece of paper. And, uh, and sometimes I'm like in a creative mood and I, I try to change it or add stuff. And then I always, always guaranteed mess up the recording because I was like, and, uh, in this show, I'm going to talk about, um, 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 and I was like, just read the script. (laughs) (laughs) I do that. I I have one show. I I think I only have one show where I have a, an actually prearranged thing and it happened. It wasn't until like three years. It was podcast answer man three years after i launched the show all of a sudden i find myself saying the same thing week after week and now it's it is a part of who it is like you're listening to the podcast answer and the podcast about podcasting it doesn't matter if you've been podcasting for many years if you just started to podcast (laughs) but it It becomes this uh this this liturgy this ritual (laughs) and it's i've never written it down before it's never been written down it's so funny but anyway yeah uh, just by heart it's it's by heart every week oh wow (laughs) <laughs> it's so funny. You know, the, the the first person that I noticed did that all the time. And it was kind of new to, to me um, because I think, I guess that the way of making radio and audio in the Netherlands is, is kind of different in style. Uh, I, I was a huge fan. I still am a big fan of um, uh, Dave Ramsey and his financial show about financial advice and getting out of debt and that sort of stuff. And he always begins his show every day, every week, every year with that same long, long introduction. And and actually, I learned later on that that is part of the commercial radio schedule where they usually have this short intro, you know, it starts with music and then the ident and then this this intro. And then usually they cut to a very short commercial and, and then the show starts. So I thought it was really interesting. But I, at one point I could just, I was reciting it with him. And I was like, where dad is dumb and cash is king. And, you know, the, And the paid-off mortgage has replaced the... Taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. I can't believe I still know that one. (laughs) I've been listening (laughs) to that show for ages. (laughs) Of course, we're talking about the Dave Ramsey show. Yeah, he's got like a couple of million uh, people listening. Yeah, We're almost there, though. We're almost there. (laughs) (laughs) Just a a couple more million and we'll be there. 
Absolutely. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, how are you doing, Cliff? I'm doing very well this week. I'm so excited. Uh, one of the things for me personally that's going on is um, I, I woke up and 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 the 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 switch has flipped, and I'm so thankful. I have said, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of talking about the fact that I want to get back to my early to bed to early to rise routine. Mm-hmm. And the other night, I'm sitting there, and it's like it's it's ten thirty. And I'm like, I would really love to just sit back and unwind and watch another hour or two of Ice Road Truckers on Netflix. Ooh, I love that show. I do too. <laughs> it is so cool. It is cool. So how can a show with such a boring title be so fascinating? <laughs> I have no idea. I can't even imagine how I'm still watching it all the time, but I'm like, I'm glued to this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I really wanted to stay up and, and I had been staying up late. I wasn't tired at all, but I forced myself to go to bed before 11 o'clock. And I was up the next morning at 530 and I decided, you know what, I'm uh, you know, normally my the first half of this year it was all about waking up in the morning and immediately spending time in prayer and sitting in quiet reflection and stuff like that. But I I remember this other time in my life, la, you know, last year when I was succeeding in in the area of physical fitness, I was you know making my intentional physical activity that first thing that I do. So I would get out of bed and go out for my walk. Well, that's mm-hmm. what I did. That's what I did on Monday of this week. I got out of bed and went out for a walk at five thirty in the morning. Wow! And that's pretty early. It is very early, and it's still, it, uh, it's still dark, or is it already getting light? It's just starting to get light. Oh, just wow. barely starting to get light, which is good because uh, remember it's it may, massive heat waves over here. So yeah, uh, it, yeah. One of the benefits of walking early in the morning is is that you walk before the heat hits, and so I, I did that. And I and, and it was successful. And then I did it again Tuesday and I did it again yesterday. Now, I did not go out for the walk this morning because it's live show Thursday and there's so much prep to do. Yeah. But uh, I, my, my requirement isn't that I do this seven days a week. You know, and the goal is, five, you know, the goal is five days a week. So right. I could still go out for a walk later today or I could just take the day off from my walk and get back to it tomorrow. But the, here's what I decided. And I actually was inspired by your health and holiness podcast uh, that you did where you talked about how you go out for these long runs and and you take the last you know 20 minutes of the journey home and you spend that time in quiet reflection and prayer. And I'm like, you know what? I don't have to choose either walking, physical activity slash whatever, or or God placing God first and time alone with Him in the morning first. I can incorporate both. Yeah, that that's a cool thing about prayer and meditation. It's basically you can do that almost in in any circumstance as long as you don't have to use your brain at the same time. And if you're still walking that doesn't require too much brain power <laughs> so yes it, it does work yeah it's it's uh and and i i love that early morning feeling in some way it helps me focus because my brain is not yet cluttered with all the you know the to-do lists that normally kind of require my attention mm-hmm. and so and there are not many squirrels uh in my head yet so i'm i'm, I'm it's easier for me to focus and I notice if I skip it in the morning, I you know the rest of the day is basically just feels very discombobulated and and chaotic. Exactly. Uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that you had such a success in going back to that early, you know, early to bed, early rising schedule because I've I've still not managed to do so. And actually, this week has been 
almost too taxing in terms of uh, activities. And I, I, I had to speak at a, at, a, at a conference, at a retreat, actually, a big retreat with a couple of hundred people. And, uh, but it was all the way to the north of the country and had to, you know, travel. It's like a total of four hours of travel, I think, to get there or even more. And it was just killing me. I never, today, I'm just so tired and uh, I, I just need some time to recover. And I know that tomorrow morning, I'm just going to sleep in. But I don't like that. It makes me feel like the days are so short. And, it, and it's like, I wake up, I do my little routine and then it's, wait a second, it's lunchtime already? Yep. Where does time go? Exactly, exactly. Um, so, and, and the other thing about, you know, when you get that stuff out in the morning, it's like, you know what, I, I, I don't, it's like, I, there was a couple different times like, I should really go out for a while. It's like, wait a second, no, I did that this morning. I'm done with that. I, I can go on to do something else. So I do like the early, the early to bed, early to rise. And I like incorporating. So basically what I've been doing this week is um, I'll actually go out. I'll start my walk and I'll listen to a podcast that really gets my mind stimulated. And, mm-hmm. and, and what I'm doing in a way is I'm saying, God, you know, cause of course I, I'm, I choose the, the kind of content that I think really builds into you know, helping me to succeed. I listen to to a lot of different content that is very benefit, beneficial and renews my mind and in so mm-hmm. many different ways. And I say, God, I, I pray that you'll speak to me through, you know, this this content. I, I pray that I'll hear your spirit kind of giving me some direction in some in some of my thoughts and actions as I move forward in different areas of my life here, whether it be through the Jillian's Michaels podcast and health, whether it be mm-hmm. through Dan Miller's podcast and business or whether it be whatever, you know, father Roderick's yeah. podcast and, and spending time with you, you know, with God. And so, um, and so I say, God, I ask that you speak to me in some way. And then after I'm finished listening to that, before I get home, I, I you know, spend some time in prayer and meditation and thought and come back and I'm in the shower. And of course there's m- more time to just, you know, reflect on that. And, and by the time I'm finished in, with the shower and dressed, I'm ready to start my day in a, in a much different way. And so that's what I'm back up. That's what I'm back to. So with you, obviously you said you had a busy week. You had the charismatic renewal, um, mm-hmm. kind of, uh, Catholic, uh, retreat, which is, uh, very exciting. I, I was loving hearing the story about, uh, your experience there. It was cool. I mean, it was, it was fun. I, I hardly ever do talks, uh, and I'm certainly not a, a retreat preacher, so I was a little bit hesitant when they asked me. Um, and as usual, you know, I, I procrastinated preparing that talk because <laughs> I, you know, it's like, what am I going to say? And then I, I did prepare an entire talk. Mm-hmm. And I get there and I see the crowd and I sense the atmosphere and was like, oh, pfft, I'm not going to do that talk that I prepared. <laughs> Just give me a microphone and I'll just pretend I'm doing a podcast and just do it on top. I'll just wing it. And you know, it, 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 that works so much better to just talk from the heart. And, and you know, this is always about stuff that is so close to home. It, it is about balance in life and finding God and that sort of stuff. And so the best way to talk about that is to relate it to your own experience and your own failures perhaps also. And um, I, the feedback that I got from a lot of people that it was that the, they enjoyed most, the thing they enjoyed most was the moments where I talked about my own failures in being, you know, remotely spiritual in my life. It was like, we never hear priests talk about that. 
they have this this the, you know usually the priests kind of present themselves as the spiritual guides and you know they have all that advice but people don't realize that despite the fact that we want to be guides and we need to be in a certain way we're shepherds and but at the same time it's it's just as much a challenge for us as it is for everyone else and i think that that, that is kind of sharing that i learned by just doing this, these podcasts and, you know, like this podcast, we talk from the heart. Exactly. We don't, we don't read a script. We, we do we do read upon some things and sometimes we have more information than other times. But I think what I love about this show is that what you get is what we are. We're not playing a role here. At least I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're not. And we couldn't do it any other way. And so, but at the same time, uh, talking like that is is kind of stress. Well, it's not stressful, but I put so much energy mm-hmm. and so much enthusiasm in it that the moment it was over, I was drained. It felt like, wow, I've given you everything I had. You know, this is I poured out my heart for you, and now I'm so tired. Yes. And then I I, I step I um went to visit a friend after that it lives in the area and uh, i got back on the last train back home and then I, w- I was just so tired so the only thing i wanted to do is just sit back and doze off a little bit and i had the ipad and i was just browsing some you know some rss feeds and uh and that was it and i was just really enjoying like an hour and a half of nothingness and then i see this guy uh, we're like the only two people in the wagon and it's this older guy and he's clearly looking at me and I, that, I don't know that always makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable when someone is looking at me mm-hmm. especially because it's dark outside so you know you know that the guy is not looking through the window on my left <laughs> he is looking at me and and so I I, I, I always like what what is this <laughs> and so I I stare even more intently at my iPad and then he gets up and walks up to me and sits down in front of me and is like, so when is this train going to arrive in Utrecht? And <laughs> clearly the guy wants to start a conversation. Yeah. And I was like, oh, please, God, not now. I'm so not in the mood of being this, you know, l- to do the listening thing. <laughs> I just, I am so tired. And he starts talking and talking and talking. It turns out, you know, he's been homeless for many years. And so my, my first knee-jerk reaction is, oh my goodness, this is another guy who wants money, you know? <laughs> and it turns out, no, actually he got out of that. He, he turned his life around and he is now a volunteer to, you know, help other homeless people. And and he had this fascinating story. Yeah. About all his adventures, both in his times of crisis and when his, his life was completely down the drain, and also, you know, how he um, got back up and and, and kind of re- took charge of his life again. And it was a really interesting story, and 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 a nice guy, and really he wasn't at all. Um, he didn't want anything from me. He just wanted to tell his story, right? And, and, and so I tried to find that balance in. Uh, so normally, I'm very. When I listen, especially in a pastoral situation, I try to really, really listen, you know, and ask the right questions. And because there's always something expected from me, I need to give advice or I need to help make a decision. And so you listen with a with a lot of purpose and uh, and and it just costs a lot of energy. And, and the strange thing was that, you know, when when the conversation started, I I was 
God, please help me because really, I have no energy for this right now. And the way that he was talking, I was like, you know, I don't have to play any role here. I can just sit back and listen to his story because he clearly didn't need any incentive from me to continue his story. So, you know, I'm just, I was like, I'm just going to listen to this story. It's interesting. So I said back, every once in a while, I ask a real relaxed question. It's like, so, so, you know, how was that to live on the streets for, for, for five years, you know? And what about your kids, your children? And, and I just, you know, ask one question and he would talk for another 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. And in a way, at the end, you know, I arrive in, Am in Amersfoort and, and, and I have to get off the train and I was like, you know, I could have listened to this guy for another half hour, for another hour. It's no problem. He's a good storyteller. And so uh, I was grateful when I got back home. I was like, wow, that that's, I think, one of the first times that I was in a situation where I had to listen for an hour and a half to someone and it didn't cost me energy. And in a way, it was actually entertaining, even though, you know, at first sight, I was like, oh, this is going to be one of those super heavy, difficult conversations where, oh my goodness, it's going to end with this question. So do you have any money for me? And, and it turned out I was so, I, you know, that was just my deformation, I think, because I've been in so many similar situations, but this one turned out to be so different. So, but wow, that was a, that was a huge day yesterday. <laughs> Wow. And so in a way today I'm, I'm, I'm giving myself permission. So I woke up this morning feeling just super tired and groggy. And I was like, oh, this is my podcasting day. I need to get some work done. And, and at one point I just felt when, when, you know, I blinked my eyes and it's lunchtime. I just felt this is just what it's going to be one of these days. The only real thing I do for the world is my show with Cliff Ravenscraft. <laughs> <laughs> so, I give myself permission to just do that one, you know, yeah. and to do it well. And, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter because in a year from now, I'm going to look back at this, at this period. I'm not even going to remember that today was not a very good day in terms of productivity. As long as overall, I kind of keep that, at, that, that relaxed attitude where no matter what, you know, if today is not a very good day, tomorrow will be a better day because I will have had more, more sleep. So, you know, I'm learning. I'm learning to stay balanced and to not beat myself up about thing about certain days that you know are not as ideal as other days. Yeah. But your your, your you know the, the the fact that you've been able to you know get back into the rhythm it makes me desire that. I, and I I want to go back to that. And I know that that that's going to be um it's, it's just something you have to do. In, instead of just beating yourself up on, oh, this this week was another week of failure. I am really not, I'm never going to get there. You know, that's the kind of self-talk that I used to do. Right. And I know that, that I know at least a few listeners to this show that have the same problem and that, that want us to talk about this, you know, the self-talk because it, it can be very destructive. But I, I'm, I think I'm learning through this difficult week to actually just let go yeah. and just yeah. take things as they go and not stress about something and then even if there's an unexpected uh, circumstance like in that train just you know take it easy easy relax there's no you know you don't have, you don't have any contract with the guy to provide all sorts of wise words and in a way the guy was much wiser than i was yeah <laughs> 
You know, that it, it's funny. I mean, there's just so many different things that are just flooding through my mind, uh, which of course is, is my life every day. <laughs> as you know, how that feels, I'm sure. But as you, as you're talking, you know, I, I just taking a relaxed approach to things uh, and, and not making things a whole lot bigger than what they are. Gosh, there's so, there's so much value in that. And, and, and it's not just in, I mean, that's in every aspect in every area of our lives. One of the things that I've recently did is I, uh, I did a proposal for my business uh, to do mm-hmm. some consulting work with a preschool. Uh, I had a couple years ago, I had helped a preschool learn how to podcast the teachers of this preschool to learn how to podcast so that they could actually do podcasts with their kids as the as the producers of their shows. Oh, nice. Yeah, so the kids actually get behind the microphone and they put the thing together and, and there's like more than I think there's like 40 some odd episodes out there that that the that the moms and dads listen to of the kids of this preschool putting together. So, I had another preschool uh cuz the, the there's a bunch of them all owned by different members of this one family. And another preschool uh, contacted me back in January and says, hey, we'd love to set up the same thing you did for them we want to do here. And that's been, it's been a nightmare trying to just logistically get everything all set up through this proposal. So much so that it just happened seven months later that we finally, you know, I got the check and and I ordered the equipment, had it shipped. And then all of a sudden, the, the time when they want me to come out and teach them on site happens to be, you know, the second week of my podcasting A to Z course when I'm teaching 20 other people how to podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, how am I going to do this? This is so much. I've got all these questions that I have to answer on my own class. And now I have two hours, two days back to back on Monday and Tuesday this week. And I got so many other things and all these other projects and I got to do this and I got to do that. And, and that's the one thing that was on my mind was, there's so much how and, and how am I going to teach them in four hours how to do this? And and what happened was through through some, re, you know, quiet time and reflection and saying, God, you know, I need your help today. Of course, remember, I told you that Monday was the first morning I got up at five, you know, five thirty in the morning. So that mo- that app that at 10 o'clock that morning was when I had to be there. And I and I felt God saying, you know what? Don't fret. I, you know, it, it's kind of like um, Moses's right. brother. What's it, what was his name? Aaron. Yeah. You know, and and Mo, Moses says to 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 or God says to Moses, he's like, listen, you know, I I want you to speak and I want you to say this and I want you to do this and 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 Moses is like, whoa, I can't do that. He goes, don't worry about what you'll say. I'll give you the words when you get there. Yeah. And Moses is like, you know, send somebody else, send somebody else. And so finally he tells his brother Aaron, but what he's telling me is like, listen, you know what? I want you to go and I want you to do this. I'm, this is an open opportunity. This is a place where I've called you to, to go and to share your gifts and, and it's providing for your family. Just go and, and don't, don't worry. You're going to be able to pull this off. You're going to be able to do what's necessary for them to accomplish what they want to accomplish. And, mm-hmm. and so I got there on Monday and I had my first two hours and you know what I got, I went through that in such a manner. I guess I have been teaching how to use equipment and how to hook it up that I taught them in record time, how to set up equipment and record podcast episodes onto cool. their equipment. And it was no big deal. And and they said, now tomorrow we're going to learn how to put it on the web and we're, or I'm going to teach you how to edit this and put it on the web. And I got there the next morning at 10 o'clock and they're like, are we going to be done by 12 today? And I'm like, oh, yeah, my answer is yes, we are. We're going to be done by 12 today. 
And I was shocked to see just how quickly. And, and what happened was, in my mind, there's so much information. I mean, I have five weeks worth of information that I could give them. But that's mm-hmm. not what they needed. Well, all they needed was to accomplish the little bit that they had. And, and so I guess, I guess the point here is so many times we stress out about are, are we going to be able to come up with the right words to share in this retreat? You know, we yeah. lose sleep over it. We get stressed yeah. and, and, and we freak out and we, and we spend 30 hours putting together a, a, a topic and exactly writing it out, what we're going to say and outlining it. And then we get there. And it's like, you know what? There's no big deal. You know, right. I'm just going to speak on something completely different. I shouldn't have worried. And then that's kind of the, the, the lesson for me this week. It's, uh, and in a way, you know, the worries, I've been wondering where, where does the worry come from? Because I'm not a very, you know, I, usually I don't worry that much. And I think it's related to, it's, to the fear of failing. And especially in new situations, in unknown situations, like the one where I have to speak to 750 people that I don't know, uh, which is very different from my my own parishes where I know everyone, you know, and and they know me. So <laughs> um, it, it, it is this this kind of uh, feeling that, oh, I cannot fail and what are they going to think of me? And and it's so strange that to realize that, I you know, I'm 43 years old. I should be over that. That's the kind of stuff that a kid is worried about. You know, what what is my teacher going to say? <laughs> or what's, my, what's mom or what's dad going to think? And, um, and, and yet that's, that's a, that I think it's part of a, a lot of us is guys, our first I- initial fear is like, what are other people going to, how are they going to judge me? How do they, how do they see me? And I think that we're on this continuing quest to kind of improve our self image and to build up that confidence that no matter, no matter, you know, as long as we do what we feel is the right thing. And we, we experience a certain balance as a result of that. And that's good enough. And, and we don't need to excel, except for if we want it. But not because we are afraid of what other people might say if we don't. And, uh, and I think even in terms of um, the way we look, it, you know, it, it is... Um, uh, I, I talked with uh, several people this week that that unrelated to each other um, uh, started this conversation about, you know, self, self-talk. How do, how do we watch each, how do, how do I watch myself? Um, and, and oftentimes the image that we have of ourselves is an image that other people give us or, or, or what we think other people think of us. That's kind of the, 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 the so we talk to ourselves as if someone else is talking to us. And, and so it's this strange, strange construction. Instead of first looking at, you know, who you really are and, 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 and asking yourself, you know, am I, am I balanced? Is, is there stress in me? Is, is there fear? And how can I get rid of that? We, we, we create that fear by thinking oh, other people might think I'm too fat, too lazy, too bald, too, you know, <laughs> all that. And it's not helping. Yeah. And, and and so I think we need to be kind with ourselves if we talk to ourselves. Instead of being, you know, I'm not saying that we always have to be indulgent with ourselves. Sometimes I need to give myself a, a kick in the behind to get going. But um, but that's, that's a very different from, you know, the situation where I'm always 
degrading myself and telling, oh, you should have done this, or you know, you suck, you you you're lazy, you you never get anything done. That's that kind of talk is not motivating. And if if it doesn't work on other people, which is like, for instance, if you're raising a kid, it, it won't help much if you tell your kid always when when your your daughter or son is is not doing the right thing. Usually, what 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 motivates kids is if they get you know, positive affirmation. Well, yeah. if that works with kids, if that works with other people, then it probably also works with, with me. Exactly. So that, I think that's, that's the, the art of, of having a, a good balanced view of yourself and then always try to find the positive angle when you talk to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, that's something that is very helpful because, um, you know, I oftentimes think of myself in, in what I fear other people are thinking about me. It's like, Wow, gosh, did you see Cliff when he was out? And because I, I sometimes I'll see a, like a Facebook photo of myself, <laughs> and when when I wasn't in control of publishing it, because of course yeah. if I published it, I would have cropped it, and you would not have seen anything below, you know, my chest area. <laughs> and you know, it's like, gosh, there's that guy. He's look at him just hanging out. And of course, I find myself. It's it's so amazing that sometimes, even though I've lost a lot of weight, I'm still very self conscious about where I still am today. And I find myself wanting to suck my gut in and I'm like, you know, and I'm stressed. It's like, why can't I just relax, let myself be who I am? That's not saying I'm not trying to change and become better, but not, not that I'm trying to be changed to be better so that people think better of me, but so that I'll be healthier and all this other stuff. Why can't I you know, go to the swimming pool and, and, you know, swim without a shirt, just like any other male uh, that's in the swimming public pool. Why do I feel like I have to suck in my gut? Why do I have to walk around, you know, different than I normally, why can't I just be me? You know, and, and And, when I accept, accept yourself where you are currently in your journey, because that, that's basically it. It's like, oh, you want to see the, the cliff, in a year from now, you know, yes. instead the, the cliff and you have trouble accepting the cliff who is already, who has already made tremendous progress, who has done this whole journey. It's as if that doesn't count. You're looking at yourself and it's like, ah, yeah, that's not exactly what the, you know, that's not what I want to be. And it's so funny you mentioned that because the, the, the people that I, you know, that I talked with this week had, had exactly this problem. They saw themselves in pictures that were tagged and that triggered negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. And uh, this reminds me of something else. And I think I talked about this in my Health and Holiness show as well. Um, I, I, I archived all my photos this past weekend and I saw myself on pictures from 10 years ago. And I was horrified. I was like, I can't believe how overweight I was. And I look, I'm pale. I have like these big bags under my eyes. I look terrible. I look unhappy. And I know I was at the time. But I'm I'm just like, there is no way in the world that I'm going to post these pictures online. Look at how dorky I look. You know, I was like, and then I I I kind of have to stop and it's like, what am I doing? I'm I'm actually, you know, doing the whole negative talk to a previous version of me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of being grateful and thankful for the fact that hey, at the time I didn't realize how unhealthy I was, but look where I am right now. Look at how much progress I've made and you know, 
and and being happy about that. Instead, it triggered this super negative feeling. I was almost depressed. I was like, I cannot believe that I've got 500 photos of me looking super, you know, looking awful. <laughs> so strange. Yes, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. So the what we're saying here is is it's important to have a proper self-image and what we mean by proper self-image is one where we speak more positively about ourselves and you know the, the saturday night live i i don't watch it a whole lot anymore but uh, i used to and they used to have this guy named Stuart smalley have you ever heard of that no um let me let me see if i can pull this up youtube.com i'm i have to find out if i can find snl Stuart smalley because uh I, this, this is hilarious. Um, I think I may have, uh, you know what, you know what they have so many, um, Stuart actually, uh, I want to find this because this is so smally. I think I can find one right here. Yes. Here we go. Let me uh, pull this up here because I'm good enough. I'm smart enough and doggone it. People like me. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I'll play it one more time. Listen. Because uh, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. <laughs> <laughs> and so what he does is he he's always he's like this positive affirmation guy. You know? Is this the guy with the weird hair? Yes. Oh, I know him. I saw an interview with him. He's totally out there. <laughs> But uh, this this is good stuff. Uh, yeah, it was called Daily pop- Affirmations with Stuart Smalley. Yeah, wasn't he like super popular in the eighties? I don't know. L- listen, here you go. Smalley is a caring nurturer, a member of several twelve-step programs, but not a licensed therapist. I'm going to do a terrific show today, and I'm going to help people because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. There you go. Hello, Michael. Hello, Michael. He's making him look in the mirror and talk to, to himself. A great basketball player. I don't have to be a great basketball player. I don't have to dribble the ball fast or throw the ball into the basket. <laughs> I don't have to dribble the ball fast or throw the ba- ball in the basket. Because all I have to do is be the best Michael I can be. All I have to do is be the best Michael I can be. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. (laughs) This is Michael Jordan, by the way. Because I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Larry, you know the guy that I was thinking of actually uh, was, is Richard Simmons. I thought oh, that oh yeah, he too was kind of this super over the top positive guy. You know, it's just, it, it just such a weird, weird yeah, guy. yeah, different guys. I, I I remember Richard Simmons, but this is this is one of those you know the daily affirmation and 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 you know I I. I, as we were talking, it's like, you know, we need to speak positive, you know, and we joke about that. We laugh about that, but I think it's important to do that. I mean, not just like that, but, um, I think there's a scriptural, 
um, tie-in that I can bring in. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, it's the renewing of our mind. You know, it, it, it's, it's what do we focus on? What, what truths are we focused on? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we're focused on the lies, and, hmm. and and we and when we focus on the lies, it, I'm not worthy. I'm I'm not good enough. I'm you know I'm a failure. Th- those are not. That's not true. Yeah. You know I'm, those are, those are lies. Mm-hmm. And what what we need to focus on is the hope and and the value that we need to see ourselves as God sees us, not as we yeah. see us, and not and certainly not as other people see us. And you know I like the you use the word hope because that's different from optimism yeah you know, you've got these overly optimistic people that always see the bright side of life and you're like oh come on <laughs> but hope is different hope can be hope can can be extremely realistic and uh, but it's like okay i am here right now i acknowledge that and i have hope for myself and for my you know my world and my future uh and and, and because god always has hope and keeps hope and and that that is I think the, the 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 difficult thing is that we need to uh, abandon ourselves to uh, that you know that the 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 possibility that I might actually be capable of much more than I than 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 I thought, and put put yourself in that perspective of God is really difficult because you have to have to let go of your own little perception of yourself and of the world. Right. Exactly. Hey, do you and, mind and, if I'm sorry? Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh no no, no go ahead. I was going to say, do you mind if we switch gears? Because um, I do have, uh, we have some feedback that I want to share. Sure. And I also have another story uh, that I think would be interesting for our audience to, to hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first, the story that I have is, it, this it comes from a Mashable article. Mashable is a is an online blog for technology geeks. Uh, do you follow the Mashable blog at all? Absolutely. I love the Mashable blog. Well, occasionally. Occasionally, they bring up some some things that aren't always tied to technology, and uh, this one is definitely not a health related article. But they did a poll where they asked the readers of the site to you know to hey, what would you answer this question? And this one is, what would you give up to work from home? All right, and here's the here's the article. It says this: You know those mornings when you would sell your soul to avoid the commute to work. Well, according to a recent survey, 40% of people make a less than comparable sacrifice, a pay cut. All right. So 40% of people who are actually willing to give up some pay so that they mm-hmm. can work home. This is Staples Advantage recently conducted an online survey about tele- telecommuting uh, with 140 respondents across various industries. Yes, that poll is admittedly small. But the results got us wondering about our readers uh, and how our readers feel about the prospect of working from home. The survey found that 54% would give up their favorite television show to work from home. 48% would nix an hour of sleep for the opportunity to work from home. 40% would swear off a favorite food. 86% of those surveyed would uh, who telecommute said that they were more protect more productive at home and 73% said that they eat healthier when on the homestead. So, here's here's the thing that I would love to say about this is obviously I've been working from home now for three and a half years. Um and the the number one thing when it comes to eating healthy for me 
is all mm. about controlling my environment. Yeah. And working from home and making sure that when I'm eating, I'm eating from home. There's no doubt that I eat healthier. And, and there's no greater proof than this than when I actually worked two days this week from 10 to 12 and had an hour commute back uh, after, you know, finishing two hours of, of training with these clients. Uh, Father, I have to tell you that um, on Monday, I did not make a very good healthy uh, lunch choice. I actually stopped in and went through a, <gasps> a drive through Really? I did. Wow. I work for you? Oh, <laughs> it, was, it was not nearly as good as I remembered it being about 18 months ago, <laughs> the last time I went through one of those things. <laughs> I did. I went through the drive through of McDonald's and I got a double cheeseburger and a small French fry and it was not good. But I wow. tell you what, working from home, that mm-hmm. stuff never comes up. It's not even it's not even a not there. It's yeah. not a convenience. It's not a temptation. It's nothing. And uh, when I'm at, when I'm working from home, sometimes you know, I'm and and here the other part of the story is is not only just working from home, but doing what you doing work that you love. Sometimes you know, wor- food isn't something I necessarily need to go and medicate my miserable existence of a life because I hate the job that I do all day long. Uh, I don't need food to medicate that. So sometimes I just go upstairs just for the energy because I know that my body needs energy to function the rest of the day. And yeah. so I have more when I'm working from home. I have a much more um, uh, I think a proper balanced approach to the types of food that I'm eating and why I'm eating it, at least during the daytime. Now, d- nighttime's sure, a sure. different thing. When I'm sitting down and I'm vegging in front of the television, uh, out comes the popcorn with some butter on it. Mm, I still do the. I thought you used the like. I can't believe it's not butter. No, no, no. I still use real butter. Um, oh, you use real butter. Oh but but gosh. I use I I but I I use a hot air popcorn popper. Right. I still make the popcorn the old-fashioned way with a little bit of uh, oil, mm-hmm. but um, uh, so I guess it, it kind of adds adds up to the same amount of calories as the type of uh, popcorn mixture that you use. But the, I, I was like the, the other day, I was thinking, you know, what if I would put butter over my popcorn? But then I was like, uh, but then my hands are going to be all greasy, and I'm going to grab the remote, and it's like I'm going to have this butter all over my. PS3, you know, <laughs> remote control. How do you manage that? Well, it's very simple. I, I am not appendectious, but what you do is you hold the remote with the left hand and make sure that you never, <laughs> never grab popcorn out with your left hand. With your left hand. But I need my right hand to to use my iPad during while I'm watching TV. I'm oh, always using my iPad. Yeah, well, see that. There's your problem right there. <laughs> the screen is already super fatty without me using, you know, <laughs> butter in my popcorn. But you know, I, 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 th- I thought he's like, are you eating that with a spoon or? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Who no. came up with that? I just don't do the iPad while I'm watching television. I guess. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm just a little bit too addicted, addictive to, to having multiple screens around me. <laughs> well, this got me to, this got me to thinking. You, you work from home. I work from home. Mm-hmm. I'm. Yep. I, when I first started, I was not more healthy. I but that's because I was starting a business, not just because I was working from home. Sure. Uh, but I'm certainly I, I certainly feel like working from home, I do have a much greater chance in, in so many ways to live a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. Would you agree with that for yourself as well? Yes, absolutely. And 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 for an, a number of reasons. Uh and I think for me the main reason is 
less stress. You know, I, I don't have a commute. I used to work uh, for three days during the week in uh, an office, a, 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 like a diocesan office uh, in, an, in another town, and I had to take the bus and everything. And it was always causing stress because people expected me to be in time there. You know, I you 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 always meet your boss who's walking around there, and then like every I have like this, like a super. How do you call that? Like I cannot really deal with people that are have authority over me, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is not a very ideal situation for someone who's a priest and, and <laughs> promises obedience. But anyway, <laughs> so and I would always get that this this feeling, and I guess it has to do with the previous topic. Like if I saw my boss, I had this reaction of like <gasps> i'm not i'm not performing enough you know it's like <gasps> uh, what is he thinking of me am i going to be and then the worst would be if 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 i would come across this guy and he would say uh father Roderick, can i talk to you for a second and then i was like oh no my oh my god oh what did i do wrong oh no 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 and then i preferred to, if if he would tell me you know i want to talk to you right now but if if he would say I want I would like to talk to you in the afternoon oh, yeah. ha- like a half an hour I could not breathe anymore it's like what did I do wrong and then you know I would go there and it it, it you know 9 times out of 10 is like so uh I was wondering you know I have this little bug in my computer uh, how do I fix that <laughs> it's like Oh, thank God. <laughs> you know, you know what I call that? And I heard this from a, a program that I, uh, they used to use in our church. It's called the prohibitive conscience. It's living uh-huh. in a, it's uh-huh. living in a state of potential guilt. Not, not yeah. that you are guilty, but it's potentially, you're always yes, potentially you're feeling like somebody's got something they're holding against you. Right. Exactly. I, I guess it's just a, like a trauma from my youth or anything because <laughs> I don't know. But that's that's one of the things that I don't have when I'm at home. You know, I I I don't have that stress of the commute. I I I can start whenever I want. I have like this. I can, and and that's another advantage. You know, I don't. Um, I I can I can take breaks when I want without that judgment. You know, I, when I'm tired and I'm sitting here, it's like, I need a break. I need a cup of coffee. You know, I just get a cup of coffee and I don't run into my boss who's like, are you getting another cup of coffee? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that sort of stuff. Well, the the weird thing is, is, is I still take a break and I still like feel like I'm in, you know, I'm doing something wrong and I've been working for myself for three and a half years now. Wow. <laughs> I still like, what am I doing sitting here on the couch? You know, I, I, yes, I know I worked my butt off. Yes, I know I got at five o'clock this way. Yeah, I know I, I did more, more today between the hours of five and, and 11 o'clock than I usually do in two days time. All mm-hmm. that stuff. But no, I can't just sit here and watch 20 minutes of ice road truckers. That's, that, <laughs> what am I doing? This I'm waiting. And so I, I, my boss is still a, a, a slave driver. <laughs> but he is in your head. He is in my head. Yeah, yeah but, it's this whole self-talk thing. No, but, so but, yeah, another another advantage of, of of working at home, I think, is that you have much more control over your environment. So you can make sure that your working uh, uh, your your working place meets your needs. You know, I worked uh, during vacation times often in 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 office settings and. Uh, you know, either they put you in front of a window and you don't like the light. And here I can just, you know, if I don't like this, my desk in this situation, I'll just move it around and I'll just reorganize it. And 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 
what you've been doing over this past week, you know, rearranging your entire working place and spending hours in, you know, rerouting all the wires and everything. There's no way in the world that you could have done that if you would have worked in an office for a boss. Right. And and yet your whole uh your whole experience of your work environment is so much more stimulating now. I I imagine. I oh. assume yeah, absolutely. In fact, if anybody wants to see my new work environment, I encourage you to go to podcastanswerman.com slash new studio. And you can see my new work environment. I absolutely love it. Love it so much yeah. that I spent two hours creating a 24 minute video about it. <laughs> and you can do that because you work from home. And in a way, someone else from the outside might have, if you were in a, in a, in a, in a, another uh, you know external working place everybody would your colleagues would have looked at you as like hey cliff you can do that in your home you know you don't don't do that here <laughs> but your your work is going to be so much more uh, productive and you will have more energy because your working your working situation fits exactly your needs and and you've been able to tweak it and to fine tune it so that you can be your best in that situation Absolutely. And and that's the thing is, you know, I right without the without worrying about the pressure of what other people think, I was able to spend that extra time either taking some time off and relaxing or, you know, and, and, and just basically, you know, just renewing, you know, just refreshing myself or or creating a cleaner working environment. Yeah, it took me two weeks to get to where I'm, I am today. But mm-hmm. by golly, I, I now that I'm done, gosh, you look out over the next month and watch how much more productive I am than the average person. Right. And so all of that, but um, the other cool thing here is, um, you know, some people are hearing this and, and, and I know what they're saying. It's all, oh, that's great. Father Roderick's a priest and he works on new media projects and, and he kind of can, has control over that. And sure, Cliff yeah. left his career and, and he's mm-hmm. so lucky because he works from home and he, you know, he, he was able to make it. Well, yeah. I, the one thing I want to do is I want to tell people about a book that I read years ago. And it's called the Four Hour Work Week, and it, and I hate the title for one reason, and that's because yeah. you know the goal is for people, you know, the goal is not for people to work four hours and just play around for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. This really, I'm going to give Father Rucker. Have you read the the book, The Four Hour Work Week? I've read it several times. Yeah, I'm going to suggest a new title for this, as far as for people just to imagine what the content is, and tell me if you would agree with this title. You can work from home. Also, mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah, I mean, it, this is not about you going out and starting your own business and working only four hours a week. Now, yeah. this this is a book that matter of fact, I was shocked at how much it was that, hey, you as an insurance agent who spent every, you know, every day for the last 11 years working at the agency, working there, you know, 40 to 50 hours a week. Uh, you know what? This book is a great handbook on how to convince your boss to let you do everything that you need to do from your house. Yes. And it, it, it does a great job giving ideas and, and looking at a, to- you know, a totally different approach of how you work and where you put your energy. And actually, the guy is working way more than four hours and probably more, much more than 40 hours a week. But 
it is work that is super effective. And some of the things that he describes are a little bit over the top and, and perhaps not applicable to your own situation, like the way he talks about virtual assistants. And he's got like uh, a, a ton of people. He, he hired basically an entire province in India or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, okay. And he, he goes into detail. That's the part of the book that I dislike the most, yeah. where he just goes on and on and on and on and on about all the procedures that he developed for working with these virtual assistants. And, you know, I was re-listening to the audiobook uh, um, not so long ago, and you had done that entire series about the virtual assistant podcast. Yep. And I was like, dude, you should just delete that chapter and ask Cliff to rewrite it because he's got much better approach to this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> But um, but the, the the thing is, it's like I was reading that book and I was like, wow, I I can't believe that that is that that is feasible. You know, it, it was such a different approach of, you know, instead of just taking your work the way it is and and learning how to deal with it, it's like, well, well, let's step back and rethink this and rebuild this from the bottom up. And I love that approach. Yeah. And, and even if you can't apply everything, it does make you think about you know. I'm actually, you know, there there are many situations, work situations, where I think working from home could be so much better, both for you and for your boss. Yeah. And, and then there might be other situations where you need to be in a place. You know, if you're a nurse, yeah, you cannot work from home. It's not like, oh, God, I'm going to send a patient an email and just put the needle there in your leg, you know, and just send me a picture and I'll see if you did the right job. That's probably not the best way, the best job to do from home. But um, but even then, you know, a, a book like that will give you ideas on how to improve in other areas of your life because it's not just the work, work that you can change, but it's also a lot of other things and responsibilities that you might want to rethink. And, and I love that. I love the creativity of that book. Yeah, it is a very good book. It's it's a recommendation that I'm going to make for people to listen to, especially especially those who are listening to this and you work at a day at a place where you commute to and most of your day is not spent face to face with clients but most of the time your most of your day is spent either electronically filling out stuff in the computer or it's uh you know pushing paper or if it's filling out reports or talking to people by telephone you know if 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 you know yeah. if you have a standard office job you'd be surprised at how much you could accomplish from home and this book helps you give you some ideas of how you can do it and my favorite thing and he does give you some great ways of how to approach your employer with this prospect yes i love that yeah, i love that too another guy another book also uh that i think is very much in the same vein and no pun intended is is the book by our good friend gary vaynerchuk oh yeah uh, and he too is one of these guys very creative and just rethinks the way you organize your work life and i both those books are 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 very similar very very motivating and stimulating and coming up next in uh, uh, Balanced Living Weekly, many other cool things. But now it's time to talk a little bit about our friends at Amazon.com. <laughs> I'm just going to insert a little plug here. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, no, we've been talking about these books, but you know, there's a way that you can support uh, Cliff's network and my work. Um, if you order something, we, we both are uh, what's called... Amazon affiliates, mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm, that's right. That's correct, right? Yes. Uh, Cliff, you're, you're, GSPN is an Amazon affiliate as well. You know what? And and you might not be familiar with this, but 
I think a lot of people go shop at Amazon, but you can actually support uh, uh, people like us or, or other people, you know, bloggers, by uh, uh, if you shop at Amazon, go through a link on, on those websites. So if you have like a favorite blogger and you, you, you just like to support the, the blog, well, if that blogger is a is an affiliate of Amazon, you go to that website, you click on the Amazon link, and then you do you order your book or whatever it is, or your you know your uh, Ferrari, and then <laughs> Amazon. We love people that buy Ferraris by going through our link first. Uh, Amazon will give a little bit of a percentage of the normally the profit that they will make. They will give that to the affiliates, mm-hmm. and so that's a totally free way of supporting. GSPN or SQPN or any other blogger and I would encourage you to do that because you know we all make this content for free we love doing it but these little you know kickbacks really help they do it's a nice check at the end of the month absolutely so I just wanted to insert that in the kind of the fake twit way where you know (laughs) (laughs) so Cliff what is your recommendation this week Uh, what uh, what product did you order at amazon.com you always have such great picks (laughs) (laughs) exactly although I did I did buy a new camera if you if you saw that video at podcastanswerman.com slash new studio I shot Mm -hmm. that on my new Canon Vixia HFG10 which is more money than I ever thought I'd ever spend on a camera is $1,500 and I, right. if, if somebody were to buy that camera, the, the commission on it to us would be $60. That's not bad. Not a bad commission at all. So if you want to, yeah, if you want to alleviate the pain of that purchase, just go to gspn.tv and click on the Amazon link. And I just want to mention that I always travel in a Ferrari wherever I go. I love that car. <laughs> and if you want to order your Ferrari, you might want to go to sqpn.com. So, just saying. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm at sqpn.com. Where is that Amazon link on your guys'? Oh, don't page? tell me you've got an ad blogger on uh, blocker oh, on your side. I do have ad blocker. Do you want to? Oh, can can I tell yeah. you? Can I tell you how to fix that? Sure. Because I do have ad blocker, by the way. But if you okay. go to gspn.tv and mm-hmm. scroll down in the right hand side of my page, what I have is an actual uh, image. It says, uh, click yeah. here to start your purchase with Amazon.com. And it just basically is a link, an affiliate link to the search box. To Smart the s- thinking. Yep. And that way people always see the Amazon logo over there. Okay. I've got some homework here. There you go. Just create an image with one of your affiliate links. And by golly, they'll always see it. Because I, I was like, you know, he keeps saying that. I never see the Amazon link on SQPN. Oh man! And you just bought your second Ferrari last week. <laughs> you could have made so much money. <laughs> ah, anyway, well, that there you go. At least you know now. Go go create an image, and it says you you can just put it there as an additional thing, and and still have your cert, your your dynamic box there as well. I understand. I understand. Awesome. Very cool. Well, folks, thank you for tuning in. Uh, We'll be back again next week with more information on our pursuit of a balanced and healthy lifestyle. And we hope to hear from you as well. 859-795-4067.